Hey friends, welcome to Woman-Owned Wallet, the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Dare, a serial entrepreneur who has already made all of the money mistakes so you don't have to. Now I'm working on my money mindset, expanding my companies, and having open conversations with women around a subject that shouldn't be so taboo, money. My company, Woman-Owned Wallet, and I are determined to help you foster a more positive relationship with your wallet and help you create a life that makes you say, wow. Hey friends, welcome back to Woman-Owned Wallet, the podcast. Amanda here. I am joined by one of my favorite people in the whole world. You guys know her. You guys love her. She's back for season two of the WOW podcast. Melissa is here, my money mindset coach. Thanks, Melissa, for coming back on the podcast. We love to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be back and spend another little chunk of time talking to you guys. Uh, I just love chatting with you. Every time I leave a chat with you, I feel better. (laughs) those are my favorite kind of people (laughs) we got those good vibes together for show good vibes good vibes so speaking of good vibes there's also some bad vibes that happen sometimes and we want to talk about those a little bit so kind of a clunky transition but here we go (laughs) I just think it's funny because I can see Melissa laughing at me in the background (laughs) it makes me laugh But yeah, you guys, so Melissa and I have been chatting and you guys know she's my money mindset coach. So the things that we talk about on the podcast are things that I've been through. And like I said, on the intro to the podcast, I have made all the money mistakes so that you don't have to. You get to learn from all of the craziness that we've been through over the years. And one of those things that I have been through is just feeling uncomfortable with my finances all the time. (laughs) I used to live in this very, very uncomfortable world, but it was so normalized to me. Like I normalized it for myself. I was like, no, this is just the way things are. Like money has to feel this stressful. Like I always felt uncomfortable. So it was cool to have Melissa kind of talk me through that and how when I started working with her, I was like, I just don't, I don't even want to look at it. I'm so scared. I'm so freaked out. I'm uncomfortable. I just, I can't even handle this. And she made a great suggestion of, you know, trading one uncomfortable moment for a different uncomfortable moment. So if we're already going to be uncomfortable, with our finances, actually addressing the finances, no matter how uncomfortable that feels, will just kind of alleviate some of that eventually over time. And how can we normalize having like a positive relationship or positive financial habits as our normal life and addressing it might be uncomfortable, but it might lead to something better. So I don't know, kind of walk us through that a little bit, Melissa, just like trading that one uncomfortable moment for another one since you already feel uncomfortable anyway. Yeah. So when I decided to start my financial journey, I was working a job that I hated. I was living in my father-in-law's basement with my husband. And I thought that that is what normal life was like. It felt like it was a struggle, but I grew up with struggle. It's what I was used to. It lived with me constantly. And so when I started on this financial journey that I went on and I was feeling some very uncomfortable feelings, changing to talking about money, changing to not spending money, telling friends that I had previously wasted a lot of money doing 
things with telling them no. Those things were all very uncomfortable to me. But when I realized that the real uncomfortableness is accepting that you're uncomfortable and just being okay with it, instead of accepting a different kind of uncomfortable that offers you room to grow. So I definitely... You're always going to be uncomfortable. Part of life is not being comfortable. You know, it's all about the good and the bad. You can't have the good without the bad. So if you can just accept that part of life is being uncomfortable and use that to fuel your growth instead of using it to keep you small and keep you where you're at, that's where it really becomes the magic. When you can trade out your normal comfortable for a new reaching for comfortable, that's where the magic happens. I love that. Just like reaching for that comfortable place, striving for that comfortable place. Now for me, I mean, not every day am I in a comfortable place with my finances, but I'm in a much more comfortable place. And I'm always striving for that comfortability. And even talking to you guys on this podcast, talking to Melissa, talking to all the women I speak to about money, no one is comfortable. (laughs) That's why I think it is so taboo is because we're all not sure how to talk about it and how to live in that uncomfortable like moment. And as an entrepreneur, like I'm uncomfortable all the time. I make this shit up on the daily. I don't know what I'm doing and I make it up and I don't know why, but the finances portion of my life always felt maybe that comfortable, you know, feeling comfortable with it always felt out of reach. So I wasn't okay with switching the, well, I'm just bad at it. And I'm just uncomfortable. And I'm just sitting here in my, you know, mountain of debt. And I just, I didn't know how to like shift from that uncomfortable moment until I think it just had to come to a head for me. And I was just like, I got to call Melissa. I saw her at a conference and I hadn't seen her in a long time. I was like, I saw her and in my gut, I knew because I had already known about her. We'd already um, been at multiple parties together. We had chatted before. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she's the person that can help me through this uncomfortable moment and trade the uncomfortableness of having my accounts overdrafted, of owing what felt like the whole world money, even though it wasn't true. But like, I owed a lot of people money. So hey, <laughs> that's part of life. Like I, I still owe money to people today. And it's not a bad thing. It's helping my business grow. So trying to find those little shifts. And we've talked to you guys about this before from going from that negative place to a more neutral place before you get to that positive face when you're thinking about really anything. But in this case, your finances, I feel like that information has been so useful to so many people. And I've brought that into so many different areas of my life. And I love this idea that if I'm uncomfortable, like if I'm uncomfortable with a situation in my life, if there's, you know, something going on that just doesn't feel quite right and I'm too scared to change it, like I'm already unhappy. I'm already uncomfortable. And that's not how I care for myself any longer. So I am just like, what, how can I channel this? How can I feel better in this moment? And sometimes the answer is addressing it is, you know, is removing the stigma about avoiding money. Like I was just avoiding it because it felt too uncomfortable. And my uncomfortable world, trading that 
for something that would help me grow versus keeping me where I was. I love that she said it like that. Like, I love that you can take that moment of being uncomfortable and recognize that the moment you shift to changing your habits and stuff, you're not going to be comfortable. That's not how it works. You're going to still be uncomfortable. You're going to suck at it for a little bit. You're going to feel like you suck at it for a little bit. But realistically, it's helping you move forward and trading one uncomfortable moment for another one that can lead you somewhere out of that uncomfortable space is so important. And I think that's a step we need to take care as a step we need to do to take care of ourselves. And, you know, like as that quote unquote self-care, managing your finances is also like taking care of yourself, you guys. And now I take care of myself better because I've gone through a lot of steps to get to that point of trading uncomfortable moments that didn't lead me anywhere. It just left me feeling not even uncomfortable. I was, what's a, I need a worse word than uncomfortable, unmanageable, stressful. I don't know. The bad place, <laughs> the good place. I don't know. I'm trying to think of that show, but I definitely was in a negative place and I was happy to shift that uncomfortable moment to another one to be able to move forward. So I guess, Melissa, like, how can we help someone move and feel okay to trade uncomfortable moments for other uncomfortable moments? Do you know what I'm saying? It's hard to talk yeah. about this because they're like the same <laughs> word, but... It makes right? sense in my brain. <laughs> and you know, I think that something that I have learned with many of my clients is when you're at what you think of as the bottom, it's easy to decide to make changes, right? When you get to the point where you're so uncomfortable that you can't be uncomfortable like that anymore, you make changes. The thing is, that's not our goal, right? We don't want to have to make it to that point. And if you ignore your money forever, chances are greater that you will make it to that point where you cannot avoid it anymore and you've hit the bottom and you have nowhere to go but change. I think there's so many women that they think they make good enough money. They make good enough choices. They don't live paycheck to paycheck. There's always a little extra. And so because they're not uncomfortable in that way, they don't need to pay any attention to their money. But there's so much power in your paycheck. There is so much power with controlling your money and your finances and deciding where you want them to go. So it's not just about the people that are feeling awful. If you're already feeling awful, you probably know you need to change, right? You Maybe you're struggling to actually do it, which we all struggle to actually pull the trigger. It's hard to do. But it's even harder to decide to make a change when your discomfort is small, right? When you feel like everything is... It's okay. But if you're not paying attention, it could be so much better. And you can harness that power so much more if you decide that you want to be a little uncomfortable in order to reach bigger goals in life. So I'm not sure that helps with the small steps. If you need small steps on how... I think that it's really important to recognize where you're at list out the things that aren't living up to your expectations. Maybe not just the things that make you feel uncomfortable because some people might not feel uncomfortable. 
but list out the places where you're not quite reaching your expectations and then figure out what is one thing that I could do? If I took away all the forethought of, well, I don't want to do that because that wouldn't be comfortable. Think of it as another person. If you were a different person, what could they do? What step could they take that would be uncomfortable, but you see that it could get them somewhere and then do it, do it yourself. Make the leap, be uncomfortable. Our goal in life is not to die comfortable, right? You don't want to die where you're at right now comfortable. You want to be reaching for things. You want to have goals. You want to succeed in the ways that matter to you. So figure out what those things are that matter to you. And if you're not living up to your expectations, then that's when you need to try to get a different kind of uncomfortable. Okay. Well, everything you just said, I was literally over here like dancing in my chair. So I was like, damn, she's so good. You guys, isn't Melissa the best? That was so much good information. First up, there's power in your paycheck. Um, I'm going to make that into like a sticker. Like that was fucking amazing. I just want you to know like power in your paycheck. You're so right. And I think when I was feeling uncomfortable, I was feeling, I wasn't feeling in control and I wasn't feeling powerful and I wasn't feeling, I wasn't empowering myself You know, I wasn't standing in confidence or in reality a lot of times. Like the things in my head that I thought were reality, I was like, no, not everybody's banging down my door and it's not actually rock bottom. But I did wait until my personal, what felt like rock bottom. Like when I came to you, I was like, this feel, this, I can't, I cannot you know, move forward at this point. Like I'm so stressed out about all of these things. It's bleeding into every other area of my life. And I totally agree with you that we shouldn't be waiting until we're at that rock bottom moment to make a change. (laughs) Like, why did I wait so long? (laughs) Just like laughing at myself, but I'm like, I just thought it was, you know, it was, it was hard to see outside of my little world I was in and, you know, in a way it's protecting yourself for sure. But are you really protecting yourself? Are you just protecting your feelings for the next five minutes? Or are you protecting yourself and your future self to be in a better position down the line? And so I just, man, I was just like, I don't know why we wait so long, but you're right. Like it's good enough. Everything's fine. Fine, fine, fine. But are you really, if you're listening to this, are you really here because you just want a fine average, like below average if you're uncomfortable situation? Like, I don't think that's why you're here. I think you're here to, you know, to learn to take these small steps. And I agree, like, you know, we're always so much kinder to those around us. And one of our most listened to podcast episodes of the first season was be the CFO of your own finances. I can't even tell you guys how many people have resonated with that and how many people have told me that that helped them. So try to remove yourself. Like she's saying, you know, what would you be able to point out to a friend about your finances? If you are going out to eat all the time, like, is that something you need to be doing? If you're like living in credit card debt and in an uncomfortable situation, can you postpone temporary conveniences for longer term growth? Like, I think we can. I think we can. I believe in us. (laughs) And And when we do sidestep, we have to remember how powerful our paycheck is. Like, I can't even tell you, I'm making her a shirt that says that. I just thought that was so great. (laughs) 
So, I mean, I think just really removing yourself, you know, from the situation will help you take those first steps, just like Melissa was saying. Remember that there's that power in your paycheck and just really, really kind of understand that you're already uncomfortable. So trading it for another kind of uncomfortable, even though it might feel new, that uncomfortable feeling feels the same. To me, when I traded it, I was just like, man, this is the same uncomfortable. And then I got a little less uncomfortable every day, every decision I made, every habit I you know, kind of took on. And I'm not sitting in that uncomfortable place anymore. And it's kind of like what we said with the negative to neutral to positive. So uncomfortable would be negative. Neutral would be comfortable, I would say. And positive isn't comfortable. I think positive is like pushing the envelope, you know, powerful paycheck moment. Like, where can I put this, this money energy towards that makes me feel amazing. So I feel like we keep going. I do. I keep going back to that because it really fucking helped me to go (laughs) from neutral to negative to neutral before going to positive. Yeah, I don't know. I loved so much of what you said, Melissa, just gold, gold. I love it. And I'll tell you, I think that what you just said about comfortable being neutral is huge because I think for a lot of us, we think that comfort is the positive that's waiting for us on the other side of whatever decision that we're trying to make. But comfortable shouldn't be the goal. For sure, comfortable shouldn't be the goal. If you're, if you're uncomfortable, then it's a great benchmark to hit. But comfort is not pushing yourself. Comfort is enjoyable and everyone should have a level of it in their life. But your end goal should not just be comfortable, right? You should want more than that. Yeah, should. I agree. I don't like to say should. I know. Should isn't our favorite word around here, you guys. You know, you could want more than that. <laughs> but again, I think if they're here, they're probably hoping to have more than just a comfortable life. And it kind of goes back. I just have one more like thing to relate this to that I heard. One of my friends is in therapy and was talking to her therapist about self-care. And really talking about that. And I know this is like a big topic. And like some people are like, self-care is just bubble baths and, you know, whatever. And I was like, actually, for me, it just went to like, no, I'm just caring for myself. But she was saying that she would like take a shower for self-care. And her, her therapist was like, hey, just so you know, like just doing the daily things that kind of equate to what we're saying is like a comfortable life. Taking a shower is actually just basic like hygiene. So it's not that that's bad. And if you're taking the shower on the regular and you're comfortable, like we're saying on the regular, that's your neutral. You know, that's why maybe people do think of bubble baths as bath bombs and wine and candles. Of course, like that's above your normal you know, that's pushing the envelope. Like we said, that's above our, you know, comfortable state because we, we're just not taking finances and stuff into consideration when we're like, no, I'm comfortable. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's more about that avoidance than anything. So I think really just thinking of it as like the basics and caring for yourself does not equate to moving past your neutral state of where you should be. And pushing past that is what all of us are trying to do. And all of us are just trying to live, you know, our best life, those vibes. So I love it. I think it's great. (laughs) Yeah. And listen, guys, I am totally that person that just taking a shower is self-care because I'm at a phase in my life where 
just doing the normal daily things that humans do takes a lot of effort. And if that's where you're at right now, it's totally fine. You don't have to make yourself uncomfortable every minute of every day. If you want aim for once a week, do something once a week that feels a little outside of your reach. Just make it small steps because you're not, I'm not going to go from being someone that wants to be able to take a shower on the regular to being someone that sits and lays in my bathtub and reads a book every other day for three hours. That's not realistic, but I can continue to show up and get my showers on the regular. And then once a week, maybe get that bath or whatever your version of a bubble bath is. I love that self-care has like somehow boiled down to a bubble bath. It's like the the default self-care. No, I feel like it's like everywhere. <laughs> like it's just bubble baths. And I'm like, I don't know how many women I've met where I'm just like, yeah, self-care is a lot more than bubble baths. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I think it is an interesting thing to kind of equate our finances to. It's kind of what are the basics that we're doing to take care of ourselves. And I agree with you. You're going to be at different phases of your life where that shower is your fucking self-care and you do you. But I'm just saying, you know, of course, that comfortable moment and taking care of yourself in every moment should be neutral and it shouldn't be positive and it shouldn't be the negative. So even if you are there in that, you know, neutral place, what can you be doing to really be stretching, you know, and reaching a new goal? Or what can you be doing that is that one little small step that brings you closer to positive and closer to reaching those things that you want to for your life? So it totally makes sense. And I thought it was cute. But you guys can always let us know. <laughs> definitely let me and Melissa know after you've listened to the podcast. So definitely give us a little rate, a little review. I'm not usually the person that says those things, but it is important. It helps because I think also... So one of the steps we could take is normalizing this conversation around money so that when you do need that outside perspective or you just need a little hand holding, I explain it to people like that now. It's like, hey, I just need my hand held for a minute. Like I don't put it on anybody else so that you have to do something for me outright or anything like that. But I'm like, I just need my little hand held just for a little bit because I'm uncomfortable and you're a great support system. And it makes it not feel like it's just you know, you're so alone and that you can't ask for help. Of course you can, but normalizing this conversation will help that not feel awkward or uncomfortable as well. Trying to ask for help from other people. Yeah. And seriously, we would love feedback because we want to bring you guys what you need to hear. You know, we can sit up here and talk all day about our experiences and relate them for you in a way that hopefully can connect with you. But if there's anything that you want to know, we want to know because we want to support you where you're at. Agreed. And that's why we do use all these analogies, y'all. Like somebody is going to hear that for the first time and it's going to sit with them so deeply like it did with my friend and her therapist and talking about self-care. Like hopefully you're coming here for that little bit of self-care every week even to learn a little bit about self-care and managing your finances. So we'll kind of wrap it up there. I feel great about that, but I agree with Melissa. Let us know if there's more that we can talk about. Uh, we just love talking, <laughs> love talking to each other. So we'd be happy to, but Melissa, if they want to leave you some feedback or if they want to hire you, they want to follow you. Can you give them the lowdown on where you're at? 
Yeah. Facebook, you can come see me at Melissa Blanford Coaching. Instagram, I'm the real MB Coaching. And my website is melissablanfordcoaching.com. So come. I would be happy to answer any questions. I would love to hear any feedback. I'm here to support you guys. And it just makes me so excited that you guys have shown up here. You listen to this episode. You're taking these words and they have the potential to change your life. And I know that Mm -hmm. they do. So thank you for listening. Yay. I completely agree. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. If you want to put more money into the wallets of women like we do, then check out our website, thewomanownedwallet.com. And we can't wait to continue the conversation on our social media. So definitely follow us on our Instagram at womanowned.wallet and on TikTok at womanownedwallet. You can support us by following our podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thank you for listening to Woman Owned Wallet, the podcast.